What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout as... It is so great to be going back, my friend. We said we were going to do this, and we are doing a Mandalorian rewatch as we prepare for the book of Boba. And wow, let me tell you something here. Can I just tell you? Can I tell you? Yes. Can I tell you? These are my sort of initial thoughts. Come on. So we did Mandalorian, um, you know, the first time, and then we rewatched it before season two. But we didn't like do a podcast about it. We just did it for fun. You're right. For funsies. Right. But I haven't gone back to watch season one after season two. And my God, first episode, there's now having the context of everything we have going back. It's huge. Episode one is huge. So much stuff happens in this episode. And yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it, it is crazy. And this is why we wanted to do this. It's important. Uh, Matt has spoken. Never forget that phrase, by the way. Quill spoke, and when he spoke and he was done, he said that he had spoken, and he meant mm -hmm. what he said, okay? And actually, when you listen to what he says in this episode and throughout this season, it's pretty significant. It's pretty awesome, and there's just some cool stuff on, like, the history of... There's still some mystery around, I mean, Grogu. Who brought him there, yes. right? Why was Grief Karga getting paid in Imperial credits? What's going on on, on you know, Navarro? I mean, there's, there's stuff still that needs to be answered. I will say it was interesting. Um, yeah, I was trying to pay a close attention to the people who were protecting Grogu. Mm -hmm. And they're just sort of like, you know, different alien species and stuff like that. They're not wearing anything that's sort of distinctive, right? Which is definitely sort of, um, you know, in in interesting to say the least. So, 
yeah i mean that's what we were that that's trying to see trying to figure out what are why are people um who are these people protecting him but yeah navarro different maybe that's why grief carga has uh has his buddy right and he's like bring him in cold if you have to yeah things are different right yeah things are different i mean what so and he brings in a multitude of bounties and and the the, the coinage like the, the the payment matters who's funding what operation uh it's it's all significant the conclave the tribe there i got some interesting stuff to say about that as well so uh we're gonna dive into and end all of it because it is uh that's where we're at man this okay what i wanted to say the mandalorian is a game changer right it changes star wars for the better it takes us in 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 this perfect in this this is the direction right this is the way am i wrong about that this this no, is the are. way Okay. You are 100%. You are 100% correct. And it's like, we have to continue down this way. It's perfect. It is totally the the Marvel-verse, if you will. And, and now that we have Mando-verse, it's in great hands. They're doing awesome stuff. We, we mentioned in the last episode Hayden Christensen being involved in the Ahsoka series. There are connections and there are tie-ins here. All right? His age, Grogu's age, 50. Right? Anakin's, right? Born the same year type of thing this is he's again, 50 we yeah. don't have, they why didn't they have any they didn't have a puck right they just had the yeah. Yeah. right they, they don't have all the details all, all the details are not quite there they got the location uh it's yeah it's, it's just highly hi, highly um intriguing and interesting but so yeah we'll dive into all of it i just wanted to kind of say that though right star wars is in a good place here with the with the mandalorian and it's new characters weaving in with some older characters and weaving into this new scene, this big gap where we have the remnants of the Empire fighting with maybe the New Republic or the New Republic being tied up again in bureaucracy and not, not able to out the, you know patrol the Outer Rim. And you have you have the guild. Okay, <laughs> something else. Out the gate. Can we? Are we just going to dive into this? We just dive right into oh, this. Oh, we're diving this. in. Okay. It's a okay. rewatch. I mean, it's... Rewatch here, friends. You guys know what happened. So, Matt, what is up with – it's not that there's a shortage, right? Mando goes in. He's talking to Grief Karga, and he says, like, what? I mean, are, 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 we, are we short on pucks? Like, is it, this is all you have? No, people don't want to pay that guild rate, right? Yes. The guild matters. I Okay, it, it, it may be like a small thing, but it's the Bounty Hunters Guild, it's a big deal. I don't really know whether or not they're going to throw, like, was, was Boba Fett involved in all of this? Or we're going to get to Dengar, Bosk, some of those other bigger players. This is sort of Greek Karga, his group, a smaller group here. And Mando right. seems to be the best he has in this particular parsec, right? When he sends him to the client, he's saying, you're the best. Grief sent us the best. Or, or, or did he say that about everybody? I don't know. Right? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, man. First of all, did you notice when he was offering him the new jobs, one of the ones he's going through and he's like, bail jumper, bail jumper, mm -hmm. wanted smuggler. Just I yeah. kind of tossed that in right there. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah, who is that? A wanted smuggler. All right. Well, we know some smugglers who were probably we wanted uh -huh. across the galaxy around that time even. Yep, for sure. I mean, that's the thing. Lando, Solo, they go back to their old ways, 
right? They go back right. to their old ways, and uh, you know, according to the Force Awakens, uh, Leia and he split up. Even in Legends, Han didn't want much to do with being a general and so on, so he rolls back to this. You know, he, he's brought forward as a hero from time to time in New Republic affairs and business, but really, at at, at heart, he's trying to, you know, turn a credit. He's trying to make yeah. a profit. So, yeah. I, yeah, wouldn't surprise me at all if that was who he was talking about. So a cool little connection there in terms of a bunch of bail jumpers and then a, a smuggler. Okay. I see you get the guy out there. I see I see you got our boy. He's hanging out. He's We're hanging, just hanging out. out. Grogu is here. He's in back. The house. He's is he gonna be back in yes. season three? Oh, oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, all right. Um I mean, but, trust me. Can yeah. I just say something real? Can I just say something real quick? I know this say is it. to continue on from our last thing. Say it. Uh, last time we were just complaining about Disney and prices and how they're just like super monetizing everything. They're raising the prices in the parks again, and they just I opened up Disney Plus today to watch the new episode, and they're like, "Oh, hey, just so you know, uh, it's going to cost like ten bucks more a year for this. I hope that's no, okay. Uh, it's good. Raising the price of Disney me. Plus, man. It's Why? Like, I think it was like sixty nine ninety nine. I was like seventy nine ninety nine. If you get the year, I mean, I'll gladly pay it, and they know I'm gonna it. pay it too. Yeah, because so. they're Disney. But, and next, and the year after that, yeah. oh, it's eighty nine. The year after that, that, eventually it's gonna be like, oh, it's like two hundred bucks for Disney Plus well, a year. Here's the thing, though: if they keep churning out more of this Mandoverse, and they actually feed this Disney Plus machine, I right. will give them my money. I I will keep it up because it's well right. worth it actually right i just want as a shareholder i just want my dividend back then if that's the case yeah (laughs) so i mean this money better be going to somebody (laughs) right right yeah good point um okay question for you and let's just we'll bounce some questions back and forth off each other here and and by the way friends if you have as as we go along with this we're going to kind of go episode by episode and we're there's going to be more frequent uploads we said this absolutely you might get two episodes a week you might get one you might get three you never know so um make sure you're subscribed right uh Grief Karga. Why did he only have Imperial credits? It, look at where Navarro's at. I mean, the Imperials are paying him, or are they? Well, they're out there in you know, the outer rim. He still has some calamari coin, right? Is the Gel Mon Calamari tablets. is the Mon Calamari currency worth more? It must be because he took half, right? He was willing to take half. Or I think maybe it's just that it's Where's, where's the Mon Calamari at? Uh in on the Galactic map? Let's yeah, take a look. I don't think they're I don't think they're out of rim, but um Are they kinda like their own region or I mean clearly if they have their own currency, like a galactic sort of currency, they must be pretty big deal. I mean I'm I guess I'm I'm just not as familiar with them as like mm-hmm. that sort of a level of a of a thing. Well really. and they were major backers, right, for the rebellion, and they definitely threw their weight in there. So I think as the new republic has grown, um, their currency is is is, is going to be growing. Uh, let's see here, Moncala. I was looking for just the actual start, like the map, to see if they were. I have, I have the map somewhere. I got to find Outer Rim, and it was just you know. Well, we'll pull it up here, but no, I think they're a big deal. I mean, they, again, they're warships, and it was. It was because of them, right, that the rebellion does a lot of damage to the empire. It helps to really legitimize them. So, cool thing about rebels, also with Ezra Bridger and Kane and everything, is you got to see some of those factions and how when they came in or they were brought in to the rebellion, they they make that 
much more of a difference. Alderaan being at the head of it and, and funding a lot of this stuff and being behind the rebellion was also huge, very right. wealthy planet. Um, yeah. It's all interesting. Yeah, I yeah. guess, I don't know. It's just it's something I guess I just don't think about as much as like the Mon Calamari and their sort of, I mean, empire, I guess, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay, um, and we'll get to them too because the, the cool part is is we get to, we, we see more of them and the Corrin and, and things later on as we go through this rewatch into season one, season two. But the payment was interesting. He takes half. Uh, Grief has, now, th- now, the other thing is they paid the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, in Beskar. Did they pay everyone else? Because we figure out that other people have gotten these fobs and they're getting the information. And, and Quill has right. told us multiple bounty hunters have come here. Uh, do, you, do you really think that Grief Karga thought that Mando is the best? Like, why not send him first? Did he have a better rate or deal with other people? I think, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm wondering though if, if just how big this, I mean, this guild. I'm wondering if they didn't send the IG droid in all honesty because he was a droid. Now they said other bounty hunters have gone, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have multiple bounties by different people, I guess, in the sort of remnants of the empire. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because clearly, yeah, I mean, yeah, clearly grief cargo or somebody, um, or the, what's his name? I, the, I, the, I always forget the actor's name. Um, the Carl handler, Withers? I think, is I think is what they, oh, the no, client? I, the client, yeah. yeah. Um, clearly, I mean, if he's if he's sending other people, um, because we know that other people have gone and died. I almost wonder if they didn't send IG eighty eight. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. IG eighty eight is almost like a For backup. IG-11. I know he gets. Yeah. I know. I yeah. I yeah. IG whatever as backup because he's a droid. Mm-hmm. Knowing whatever, he's probably going to die anyway. But he could help Mando along the way. It's like a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. P- possibly. Um, it just seems like maybe grief is if, if he's got some deal lined up 11. with the empire. It's I. It's IG eleven. Eighty eight is the one that's it. Yeah, the, the other one. yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get those two mixed up because I barely ever talk about IG droids, and I'm always like, uh, which one? Oh which? no, no, yeah, yeah. I can't remember either. Um, but yeah, no. So, so I wonder if Karga though has. Like, did he cut a deal where basically if any of those bounty hunters make it through, he's also getting getting some profit? But like, right. they didn't pay all the bounty hunters in Beskar. Is what I'm saying. They they were exactly. offering. What did they slide over there? That was so, sort of that incentive. And also, you're upfronting some money. What like did did that same situation happen for all the bounty hunters? Because that yeah, I mean, they upfronted Beskar. Yeah. So, and the, and the armorer said, "We're Maybe. using this." I mean, maybe they gave him Beskar because they knew sort of, hey, if we give him one piece of Beskar, he'll go then, all out for the rest. Well, and he'll be more equipped to go do it because mm-hmm. he's a Mandalorian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of makes sense. Uh, Yeah. So now let's go over some planets real quick. So we're on Navarro, right? But the planet we go to is called Arvala 7. Is that right? Where... It's where the Mandalorian finds his target, uh, you know, Grogu, and it's and it's Quill's home. So, R, Arvala Seven. I'm gonna Arvala look this seven. up. Yeah, like, did we ever go back there? I'm trying to recall. You know, like later, 
I mean, besides no. just to see Quill, but like in season two or anything, like you know. No, it only uh, appears in the first half. It only appears in um, Mandalorian. Okay, here we go. So, Arvilus 7 was a remote desert planet with a barren, rocky surface and breathable atmosphere. During the New Republic era, it was home to the Ugnaught Quill, who lived on a moisture farm. Let's go with his blurg. Uh, they see us riding blurgs. All right. Um, <laughs> sometime after Quill moved to the world, a group of Nikto uh, mercenaries built an encampment inside which they kept a captive youngling of the same species as the late jedi master yoda all right so that's that's sort of what we what we know we, we face down the mud horn and all that stuff we'll get to the jawas and everything but that is the planet where where a lot of this goes down so now let's go over to the the nikto right so these are this alien species that are holding uh groku so the nikto were humanoid sentient species native to the planet kintan uh, there exist. They existed at least. Let's see. Oh, there were three Nikto subspecies. So you had red Nikto, green Nikto, mountain Nikto. Uh, many were employed by the Hut clan as enforcers during the Clone Wars and centuries prior. While several green and red Nikto served the crime lord Jabba the Hut shortly before the Battle of Endor. Some Nikto were members of the Jedi Order. There we go. Such as. Um, Oh, God, this is a tough one. Kanjin San, Jedi Master. Uh, wow, okay. Yeah, this is, this is I, I don't remember this guy. Actually, now that I look at him, I think I've seen, he's in one of the Clone Wars episodes. But there we go. So we had some of them in the, in the, working in there with the Jedi. But I don't know, I wanted to, you know, kind of look them up. So relations to the Huts and also the Jedi. Because the Empire doesn't have him, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't be sending everybody out after this individual. Like, do you think Master Skywalker is going to have a group of, of Nikto trying to find him and trying to find Grogu? Are there more people after him? I guess that's what I'm thinking. Like, there, there's something here with this group of people who we don't get much information on. It, that's still kind of one of the bigger mysteries. Yeah, we don't know. We have no idea if they were protecting him because they were holding out for a bounty for somebody else, or if they were protecting him because they thought he was special, or if he if somebody's supposed to come pick him up, or what the deal is. Yeah, because Quill mentions though that they brought a lot of uh, turmoil. Now, is that turmoil just because the bounty hunters are trying to find them? He, I he think called so. that that valley like a valley of peace, but they're either. They're protecting him for who? For one of the huts, maybe? I mean, did Jabba the Hutt have this guy held up here, and then five years later they think they're still working for Jabba or one of the huts, and right. Jabba's been killed five years prior by Princess Leia in her golden bikini in Return there of the Jedi, go. just so you guys know. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do. Th at some point we're going to have to get more answers because, I mean – as to why he was there and what and what and who was and who was protecting him but you know those are answers that'll probably come when we also learn how grogu survived order 66 how he got out who who saved him um who saved him there and then what he's been doing for the past you know 25 to 30 well 30 years really hmm yeah here's something man Just, okay I, I this is why i love wikipedia you have to go check your references so the Nikto, real quickly, are mentioned in Bloodlines. They did break away from hut control later on. 
I think maybe right now around five years, there's probably still some clans and, and factions that are uh, controlled by them. And then we have someone who's in the resistance, actually, uh, who, who is Nikto as well. So, hey, if anybody knows more about the Nikto and, and the connections between this, this group or this, this subgroup and Grogu or any thoughts or theories, let us know because it's definitely still kind of a big, uh, big question mark for us. Yeah. Because I'm just yeah, imagining I mean, they, they, the Nikto the Nikto themselves show up in a bunch of things. They can't be happy that they lost Grogu. Obviously, they're holding him in some compound. They know his value, or were paid to house him there. So that's just something that Dave Filoni and, and uh, John Favreau can come back to later and say, you know, let's 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 make something of that. Kind of a twist, right? Well, right Maybe. here it says, sometime after the death of Jabba Hutt, the Niktos managed to break free from their oppression, and at least one Nikto cartel existed during the New Republic's existence. It was named by a uh, Rin Varan D. Okay. Um, yeah. He was, a, he was a crime lord, a bunch of stuff. He ultimately dies 28 ABY, so that's a ways into the future. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, let's see here. Wow, there's the time, the timeline here. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta de get get the old timeline out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the napkin bombing is an event that uh, that's bloodlines. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right before the. So I was just wondering. I was wondering maybe this guy was the guy who's ultimately involved because if he's got like a cartel and stuff, maybe he was he was trying to sell Grogu. I don't know who you'd be trying to sell him to because it seems like the Empire would be who you'd almost sell it to. Unless there's another is there another party we don't know about out there that's willing to buy him. Well, and, and something else that you see with the client is that obviously I think um, the Imperial like, Remnant just, is, is fractured, right? So there's different groups, right. moffs vying for power and stuff, you know. So right. maybe I was about to say, why couldn't he just I mean, he had four stormtroopers there, and I know obviously we're thinking stormtroopers are terrible, but why couldn't he just send stormtroopers in to get him? Why do they need a bounty hunter? You know what? That's a good point, actually. So, what? Back to my point about the Imperial Remnant. If you read Alphabet Squadron and you look at some of those books, it, it really is a lot of them operating on their own. And and I really believe that Thrawn or someone is going to have to step back on the stage and say, "We need to coalesce behind one leader because they're all doing their own thing, running separate, you know, uh, secret programs or taking something that was in development under the Empire and moving forward with it. They're going to Wayland. They're going to Mount Tantis." They're uh, uh, digging through the emperor's storehouse and they're trying to figure out what they can do to make themselves the most powerful, right? It's power grabs, maybe. That could be why, but you're right. Maybe he doesn't want to, maybe the client, you know, was working for another moth, you know, was trying. I don't know. I don't know, though, because keep in, remember, in season two on Navarro, we go to the, we're going to go bomb that base that's still there. Remember, mm-hmm. there's a base that's still there. And that's the, where we go down. There's like the weird things in the tube, which kind of looked like Snoke. Um, and we're like, oh, no, this isn't a this isn't like a base. It's a lab. So but I don't remember was was Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon was it. Does he show up in that episode? It's like episode four, I think. Well, I know that uh, Dr. Pershing reports to him from there. Right. We get that little report uh, like the hologram or right. whatever image. So and I think he does show up there later. Um, so that's so that was obviously where Dr. Pershing is conducting his research. Yeah, but what I'm thinking is the client. I mean, 
Because th- now that have... I think about it even more, so you'd have to think they're working. They were working. Did they have Grogu before? Or do you think they were trying to get him? I think they had him at one point and lost him. I think See, they had him. I, that's why, like, the Nikto are interesting. Did they steal him, or did another... What's the group that was after Grogu as well, you know? Because right. the Empire wants him for cloning and stuff like that. I mean, unless you get into, like, Nalase or somebody else getting away from the Emperor, right, and Dr. Pershing's continuing that work, and Nalase's setting up over here. Yeah, because it, it makes sense that they're, doing, they're obviously doing work in the lab that we see in Season 2 mm-hmm. there, and okay, let's say you have Grogu, he's gone. You're gonna try to get him back, but you do only have, I guess, maybe sort of limited resources. And maybe you don't want to call Moff Gideon and say, Hey, we lost uh Grogu, um, or the child. Yeah. yeah. Because uh obviously when he shows up, he like, you know, kills like stormtroopers and stuff, and he's not like a really <laughs> he's obviously a not obviously not a nice guy, and everyone's pretty fearful of him. So maybe you're just trying to handle it internally. So you just go to the bounty guild because it's down the street. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that could be that. That could be why. Um, I always thought too, though, there was something about like Moff Gideon's troops looking way more clean and pristine, and exactly. And and then like the client's been dug in here, and and I only say this because there are no, you're fa- correct, right? Like every, people who read Alphabet Squadron. You would go um, if it, if a faction or a group during Operation um, Cinder or whatever it might be, they were stuck on planets. And if a small holdout group couldn't get free, the Empire wasn't race, wasting resources to go in there and get like a group of stormtroopers. Some of them were holding out, thinking that Palpatine hadn't died. They thought oh, it's just rumor, right? They, it's it's sort of like the i the idea that they're on. Uh, gosh, I forget his name, but during World War II, there was there was uh, an individual right. who thought the war was still going on, right? And he right. was held up you're on some island. You're out there in the middle of nowhere, exactly. Yeah. So, I I I I don't know. I often thought that because he kills the client. I mean, he Moff Gideon just basically says, "I don't care." Doesn't he just shoot in there and kill them all later? No, 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 no. He's try he's trying to. That's when they're they're holding out inside there. Yeah. Um, like Mando and Cardoon and Grief Cargo are in there. Right. And th- that's when he's shooting in there. No, he doesn't kill. But well, he does. The, he d- he does kill kills? some stormtroopers, but who kills the client? Yeah. Uh, Din Djarin. He kills him. Okay. But remember when, 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 they, when they take the baby in and like episode yeah. three, remember he goes back and then he's like, yeah. Uh, or, or, and then he has to flee. He has to get mm-hmm. out. Or I think it's episode two, actually. I think it's next episode. Okay. Um, it just no. It is. It is episode three because episode two is where he gets like attacked by the mudhorn or whatever. So episode three is where he goes. He takes Grogu back, mm-hmm. um, and then he is like gets upset and is like, "Well, you're not going to experiment on him." And then he goes. He basically busts in and kills everybody. Yeah, including the client. But the, I thought the client was still around at the end when he brings. Um... No, you're right. The moth. Hold on a second. The client then attended a call from a superior Moff Gideon and was immediately killed when the Moff's forces opened fire on the cantina. I thought, I thought Din Djarin killed him. So I think they this were... is why we're rewatching it, man. It's been a while. Yeah, because to me, I always thought, okay, it must be that Moff Gideon doesn't give diddly squat about the client. And yes, like you're, you are. Yes, you are. When her, I am sorry, I have totally. Oh, you're good. You're good. 
I, could, I honestly yeah, couldn't you remember. You are 100% correct. I, yes. Okay. Yes, you are 100%. Yeah. He opens fire, and then the client the client is killed by Moff Gideon's troops. So now yes. why? What, he he, has, what, what I mean, Because he doesn't could, care. Yeah, but do you think it's like mm, – because they're all still Empire. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yes, Moff Gideon, have they brought the child? Yes, they have. Currently, it is sleeping. You may want to check again the client's last words to Gideon. Wow. And he just opens fire on him and wants to know where they're at. Like it's just uh it's it's interesting. Anyway, I, I think I think we'll probably see more of that different groups. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they had someone show up or some power struggle, maybe not uh well, I don't know. Thrawn could also be that individual who steps in there and has a has a struggle with Moff Gideon and puts him in order or puts him in his place. I mean, Moff Gideon's imprisoned uh, now, right? He should be imprisoned by the yes. New Republic, but he'll, he'll he'll break out and go back and do his thing. I'm sure it's a good character. Uh, all right, so yeah, there's there's that. Um, still the Nikto. Still the yeah. Nikto. We don't know. Uh, See, and the client, and and the client is is talk, Remember, he he is talking to Din here about how we should restore the balance, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we should we should restore that. We should restore the balance. Put the Beskar back in the hands of the Mandalorians. But that's kind of interesting, considering it was the Empire. It sounds like we're the ones that turned Mandalore into glass, which is how, mm-hmm. um, you know, Boba Fett's has said it and then other people have said that Mandalore is no longer there and in this episode you know um the armor is talking about oh the bet this is this is Beskar uh that came from the purge the great purge mm-hmm. yeah right yeah okay yeah that's that is that's interesting so we don't know if Mandalore is still there we don't know Dilly squad about Mandalore right now <laughs> that's that's we're gonna, gonna find the, out, but yeah, because we we dropped well that news you you had talked about some of those leaks uh, last episode where we're gonna see a lot of Mandalorians, the Mandalorian mercs coming out and playing, uh, it, you know, getting to be in the, in the series with their armor and in for season three of the Mandalorian, which is cool. All right, let me let's shift gears. Why I see your your mind is is uh, is turning things over, which I like to see. The Mithral at the beginning of this, I want to yes. bring him up. Did he have a name? It just says a mithril, uh, a mithril to Dinjar and said, you know, I if, think that's I think that's what they call him later too, is just mithril. Mithril, yeah. They don't really give him a name, but he does work for uh, grief, right? So, yeah, huh? But I believe that I believe they I, the the mithril are a race, but I believe that the one we see is just called mithral okay well let me read about him just real quick so um yeah okay there are some later there are some later that are named obviously okay um like you have uh what's his name uh john gobent is the one who's in he's in uh the sequels he is is that yeah God, I don't even remember the sequels. Don't get me started. Okay, here we go. Let me read about this guy. Uh, prior to 9 ABY, a fledgling Mithril was in the employ of Magistrate Grief Karga on Navarro before he stole from him and fled. Sometime later, he resided on the ice planet uh, Maldo Crease within a bar where he is harassed by a group of, um, you know, uh, trawlers there until the Mandalorian... Uh, bounty hunter Din Djarin entered after dealing with the, with the ruffians 
uh, Din captured the Mithril, turns him over to the guild. Sometime later, that same Mithril was allowed by Karga to work off his debt to him through uh, 300 and f- yeah, through 350 years of indentured servitude. During that Otherwise time, he aided slavery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, which, during that time, real... he aided Karga and Din. <laughs> which, and, yeah, yeah. Which real quick, by the way, I did see this funny meme the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like it was it was it's on Reddit prequel memes, and yeah. it was um, like uh, Qui Gon talking to Annie, uh, and he's like, "I freed you, Annie. You're no longer a slave." And he's like, "Thanks, Qui Gon." He's like, "It's Master Qui Gon." <laughs> oh like, my gosh! It's like he he literally does leave you know slavery to go join a group of people known as masters, and guess what? He never gets to become one himself. I, I yeah the, yeah <laughs> the Jedi Order too. There's some major issues with the Jedi Order, quite frankly, back in the day, taking young children like that and all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's crazy, right? Right. Train anywho, the way. anywho. All right. Um. But okay. So I bring up the Mithril though because he comes back later, and let me try. Let me see here. He destroy. He's a part of them destroying the the Remnant Imperial base later on, but he's still around, right? So is this a guy you think we could see? In season, season three. I mean, he's yes, important enough that they absolutely. brought him back, and yeah, he's on the books. Horatio, he's working yeah. off. Yeah, working Horatio off Sands is who plays him, and okay. he was on uh, he was on SNL, I think, for for quite some time. Okay, now it, it, when you think about the Mithril as well, so the beginning, uh, the opening sequence here, when you see the other individuals who are frozen in um, carbonite, I almost said kryptonite. You gotta watch me, man. Right. You gotta watch me right. with that. Uh, but you saw those other individuals who are turned into grief. What are they working for him too? Who were those individuals? I thought that was kind of interesting, right? They have faces. Uh, Mando has them on his ship. Remember? Did you see all their faces? Yes. And, and who are those individuals? Will they right. come back? You know, could they be seeking exactly. some sort who'd, of who did he have? Who did he have? Yeah, while he was while he was capturing people. Yeah, because that's one of the things that Boba Fett oftentimes, like, he had put someone away back in Legends. He had put them away, or he had turned them in, collected a bounty, but they lived. And they're back after Boba Fett trying to, like, hunt him down. So, yeah, so you can kind of see, like, Din Djarin going through that same thing, where he's turned someone in, but now they're pissed, and they're going to be chasing him down. So I saw those guys, and I thought, hey, maybe maybe we could have something, you know, there. But uh, let's see. Other kind of cool connections here. Um, you know, just some other things I thought when I went I'm just rewatching the episode. Uh, it's the first time we hear Dank Ferrick, which is funny. Yeah. Because uh, we, didn't, we didn't know what it was uh, when they said it, but now everyone says it in Rebel. I mean, not in Rebels, but in Bad Batch, I think they say it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously, and in um, everything. So it was kind of interesting just to get that. Um, again, I really just found the, 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 the part where he says he's going through it and he says, hey, a smuggler. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. didn't didn't think about that the first mm-hmm. time, you know, I, I had seen it. Um, I th- when the Mithril is talking to Din Djarin, I think I just this is just sort of uh, thoughts on it. Uh, Mando has basically only said like one line at this point, right? Like I can bring you in hot or I can bring you in cold. Like that was like mm-hmm. the only thing like he barely he doesn't talk right in those like first few minutes, which I think is awesome. It's a cool way to introduce the character. Yeah. Um, and then the Mithral is asking him questions and they're sort of, and it's just, this is just filming, right? The way you set up scenes and stuff. And I just think it's really cool. 
um, the Mithril is asking Din questions when he's on the ship and he's got like, oh, you know, this is oh, this is an old ship, right? Must Razor Crest, like pre-imperial. And then, you know, Din is still just sitting there silent. No, not saying anything. And he's like, is it true what they say about you guys? You guys can't take your helmets off, uh, you know, and so we do get that in this episode um a few times because then quill later says when he's trying to teach him how to how to ride um he's like you know it'd be easier if you took your helmet off and didn't like just got thrown off and so he's like yeah you you know don't you have a speeder or something so we do get some of that going in even right here uh this sort of okay you're asking you're asking a question two or three times to obviously inform the viewer this is going to be a pretty important thing going forward uh yeah 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 that's a really good so okay Speaking of the helmet, not taking it off and this being the way, did you see in the, like with the, with the tribe or whatever in the, in the conclave, all the little Mandalorian kids running around with helmets on? Yeah. It's psycho over there, man. Now that we've seen Bo-Katan, we've seen other Mandalorians running around without helmets. What are they doing? I know. And then the armorer, he's he, like, Din says... You know, when he when she's like making him his 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 shoulder piece, mm-hmm. um, he's like, hey, you know, he's going through the they're going through everything they're saying. And he he says something about like, I, you know, I was a foundling once. She says, I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she does. Right. So so she knows something about his past. And there's a there's a connection there. They risk a lot to save Din later. Later yes. on. Well, they risk everything because then they all get taken out. Which, Which like, by the way, hold on a second. Yeah. That ju- that's, that just doesn't make <laughs> I, it just. Well, the only reason it doesn't add up and I know it's fine because obviously whatever. I get it. I get it. I get I get what they're saying. They're Moff Gideon's troops that come in and, and take out all these Mandos, yep. whatever. But I should just say. You know, and it's um, at first at the beginning of that episode, at the end, end of season one, we see two stormtroopers who are literally standing there trying to shoot. They can't hit anything, mm-hmm. right? But those aren't like Moff Gideon's stormtroopers, right? So it's a little, it is definitely, it is definitely a little different. But it's just sort of ridiculous to think that a, a full army, because we see basically a handful of Mandalorians step in to save him in, in episode three, and it's like now you're going to tell me that all these Mandalorians got taken out by all these stormtroopers? Yeah. Right, and then we all then we see the armorer who have who is who is wielding like two like wrenches just wreck stormtroopers in hand to hand combat, and they've got guns. I mean, right. so it, it does it does just a little bit make it seem like how the heck did these stormtroopers come in and waste all these Mandalorians? That just like how did that happen? Yeah, hard to believe. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know no, it's it's to kind of build up. I know it, it, it's it's for what. But it is, you're right. Yeah, yeah it is it is it's kind of crazy. So, hmm. Also, answer me this, and and I I think this is probably things we were asking during season one, but like, is Din the only one, the only Mandalorian, the only Mando who's a part of the guild, and the rest are just doing what? Like, are they exactly? That's a good like, question. Are they, they hired guns? Something. Like, are, are they assassins? Are they working on like transports to get, like guard them or something? They got to be making some money and doing something. They're all in Navarro too. Oh, and this is one, you know, faction or group here. And clearly, there are others around the galaxy following Bo-Katan and others trying to figure make their way. Right. They remind me of like in Lord of the Rings, the dwarves and the different like groups who just went out and once their mountain is taken, they're all just trying to find work and do different things. But wow. he's here on Navarro. These are really almost like the 
I mean, the the guild on Navarro is literally almost like the dwarves Moria. Yeah, <laughs> they all get <laughs> really wait, they all get taken out, man. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, but it just shows his significance somehow. And as you said, there's a connection between him and the armor. They know one another, and something's going on there. I I, I don't know. Are they trying to raise a leader? Because we still go back and to, we, to the saber is going to be a big deal, and there's two there's right. two warring factions like the Mandalorian wars are going to happen. I think there's I think there's way more factions than that, but it is also interesting to go back and rewatch this episode, knowing that this isn't these aren't just Mandalorians; these are children of the Watch. Yeah, yeah. Which is why when I saw the children running around in those helmets, I was like, okay, this is some crazy. Like following this, seeing what we see in Clone Wars and watching like Satine and then Bo Katan and then uh, Sabine Wren, and then seeing this group, you go, oh, this is strange. Something's off. This is the way of the warrior. And that in itself is still new because Death Watch in Rebels, as we, and, and not in Rebels, but in Clone Wars, as we see them, they do take their helmets off. So. Somebody must have survived and said, no, we need to go back even older than Death Watch. Like we need. And that is kind of cool. A new, <laughs> right. Well, so what I say, I say it's crazy, but like they're almost they're an extremist group. Right. right. But they're kind of like we're going back to the warrior's way, like all the way back where we're, we've not we've gotten soft. We've grown soft and, and, you know, we've gotten political and and what have you. And they this is the way. Right. This is the way. So I don't know. I think it's kind of it's it's kind of cool. And Din is the character we follow. Right. We the the viewer of this are attached to him. He's our hero. He's our protagonist. So Bo-Katan and everybody else, they're the I don't know. They're the group. Do you think he's going to be drawn into that group or or be like fighting them? I, know. I know we're getting way ahead here, but like that's to me fascinating. You know, though I, I to not to go in a totally different direction here, but just here something I something I was kind of thinking about yep. was um, you know, thinking about all the different Star Wars shows we're getting and how they're gonna sort of start intermingling everything. Um, because we just saw Kanan in um Bad Batch, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking I'm thinking about the Lando show, right? Like it's gonna be like a handful of episodes, like maybe six episodes or whatever. Um, if that is gonna be, and I think they haven't said anything, but I'm just trying to guess. I think maybe you bring in Amelia Clark, obviously, as Kira in that. Maybe all dinner. I think now that the, now that like, see before when that was announced, we had no idea what a Wandavision, Winter Soldier, Falcon, Loki show looked like. Mm-hmm. We were think we were still thinking about these in much more of the sense of like ten episodes, long running series. This these can be one shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now, like, it's like, okay, well, this totally changes everything because, I mean, they went all out on those. I mean, those were huge. I mean, yeah. they brought in, uh, what's his name in WandaVision? Um, I always forget the guy's name, um, but who played Quicksilver in the Fox version oh, yeah. of the movies. That yeah. was a huge deal. Like, that's yeah. a bit, like to tease him as Quicksilver, then bring him in literally as Quicksilver, right? Uh, I love your brother and all that. That's a big deal. So, I mean, they're not, they're definitely not messing around. So I would say that the idea of Amelia Clark coming in or Alden Enright coming in, and we just don't know it yet for some of these things is on the table. Now, this is where it brings me to. If the Lando show is 
post solo, but pre uh, four, five, and six, Lando's going to be running into a lot of people, right? In the sort of criminal underworld and things like that. What's to say he doesn't run into a younger Din Djarin or other Mandalorians pre that time? Yeah, he could. Especially yes, he because, could. especially because you wouldn't even need Pedro Pascal to be on set for it, because you can just have somebody do something and then literally just get him to do like, I don't know, voiceover. He just, all he has to do is voiceover work to do that because he's definitely not going to take his helmet off. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're they're building this sort of Star Wars Avengers verse, essentially. Yeah. Um, well, here, here's something else, too. E- even if Lando is somehow, whether it's a message or a name drop, uh, he could drop the name Grief Karga as well. Like, did not bring exactly. him in, but you, you could do you could start to build that connection. Right. And that would it makes more sense than later on when we, we could see... run, we could run into a certain group of of mandalorians that is the children of the watch maybe it's like a younger armor or something i mean i would i would not i would not hold it past them when we start to see some of these things yeah okay i've been thinking about the nikto this whole this whole time and like who hired them right so in the most recent like one of the bounty hunter war comics the the person who gets involved with the guild has been kira Kira from the right. Crimson Dawn goes in there and like is taking some of their assets and selling Han Solo back. And, you know, uh, Boba Fett's got to go retrieve Han Solo again to get him back to Jabba the Hutt. Right. She's just kind of making this. And now something's going down with that. And, and there are new issues coming out uh, every month on on that whole situation. So we don't know where Kira's arc is going. But if she is around and Crimson Dawn is around, won't surprise me at all if they're trying to be a player. If the Empire thinks it's valuable, Grogu. Or whatever she's in on it she might want to be in there and hire the nikto right. and that could be something but yeah like you're saying all these individuals you could set that up in lando and show us here's what i'm saying if you see something with a group of nikto and lando uh besides the huts having control of them and kira having her own faction of them to go work as her underlings there we go then we're starting to make connections to grogu and and you know secret projects within the empire so yeah, all I'm right. Down. I'm down. I'm down for. I'm down for all of it. <laughs> I like. I, I like all of that. Let me ask you a question. Ig Eleven at the end of this episode, he was programmed to kill, wasn't he? Like, yeah, yes. But but Doctor Pershing's instructions were alive. If pot, why? What was that? Was someone else paying? the guild in this IG 11 unit. I missed that. And then maybe I, I'm just for, forgetting right. it, but no. like someone else was paying this IG unit to kill this target. And I just kind of wonder what, you know, but who he that says he's be. hired by the guild, right? By the guild. So, but grief Karga sort of sets up the meeting. He's mm-hmm. kind of an in-between. Yeah. Because because he doesn't give Mando all the details. Mando has to still go meet the client, and then he gets the details. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just yeah, exactly. I'm just reading through here real quick. It, like it did nothing in this. There's still there's still plenty of more original characters who we haven't met yet that mm-hmm. are going to step onto the field that will yeah. be like higher up in the sort of remnants of the Empire. Um, that we will that will begin to meet, and I think it's going to be. I do think we will meet somebody. I do. I do. I think we'll meet a new player. We will. There will be a new player or an old face that we have, you know, thought of. 
that was the one who was who was setting this up, sort of an opposing faction or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, that would be cool because we do need to like because if Moff Gideon was our big bad villain, right? We had the is he, what, what? Where is he? I mean, he's captured now. So who else is going to step up in season three? That's a great, great point. We we bring up Thrawn. We bring up maybe somebody in, in Boba Fett. Um, there's got to be someone else kind of step up there and lead that organization because Doctor Pershing's got to report to somebody. And what are they going to do yes. now? What are they going to well, do? Well, now Tom we Grogan? now we in you know it's interesting that we see what what's the name of the place? Which one? The planet? The uh, yeah. yeah in, in Bad Batch where they're all at that was in Legend. Oh, Mount Tantus. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that Wayland. seems like where he was at. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's definitely something. Um, whoever has control of Mount Tantus and the Emperor's storehouse, I think, is they're going to be sitting sitting pretty, right? They're going to be having there's a lot more technology and secret projects that were hidden there. So uh, maybe some of his higher ups. I mean, ultimately, there would still be people second. there who would. Doctor Pershing was there, right? Did we not see like Doctor Pershing's mother or something, or who was that? That we, we... see somebody who looks very much like Doctor Pershing, <laughs> but it's not. It's not officially okay. them, but we do see they have the same. They have like the Camino patch okay. and everything. All right, the emblem. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't. I don't think that person's named or anything, but yes, people have speculated that it could be his mother or whatever. And here's <clears> something <throat> else too with Doctor Pershing. He doesn't seem to be going along with the client, and and like he's doing the research or whatever, but he could be doing it against his will. Moff Gideon might have stole him away from another Moff who's continuing those projects or something. Because Nala say, was it Nala say? Am I getting? Is that the one who's ends up being there? Anyway, uh, the scientist for Camino is right. could still be alive, could still be working there. So somebody must have access to her. I don't know. I love the idea though in in the old bounty hunter um, series. Well, no, I'm sorry. It was in. It was actually a book called Bloodlines. And it was in Legacy of the Force where Boba Fett is trying to find some Camino cloners and figure out how his genetics are breaking down and how to fix all that stuff. So they're definitely important, and I could see multiple groups wanting them and trying to pull them in opposite directions or just use them to gain power and in and among other Imperials. So we got to bring Thrawn back quick. It seems like he's been cast. It seems like he and Ezra Bridger are, are in something. And we're gonna see, get now. I'm visuals. just see now. I'm just now. I'm just looking here because I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of the timeline here because okay, so Palpatine is Palpatine is working before Endor is working on essentially Snoke, like people, Snokes. Mm-hmm. I guess is the is the is the way you want to say it, is the way you want to see it. Um, this is a lot of that stuff from the Vader comic, right? Where Vader mm-hmm. goes and he sees it and everything. Yeah. Um, and in the Bad Batch, we see that the cloners had been working. Remember, we see them, the down of that thing, same sort of thing, that, that yellow vat, and that's like some failed, whatever weird experiments mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So Palpatine's been working on this cloning stuff for obviously since Django Fett gets involved. I mean, he's been working on sort of cloning technology and all and every everything that's going on. So he's been working on this for a long time. So he's clearly involving working on cloning since before Order 66. Yeah. 
Yeah. So then their so then their stuff gets moved. So their so their cloning stuff gets moved to Mount Tantus, right? Mm-hmm. Like almost immediately following Order sixty six and the end of Revenge of the Sith, because then we see what's her name go there, and then it seems like Pershing's group or whatever is there. Mount Tantus working. We're talking like, uh, like maybe six months or so after episode yeah. six. Yep. So it seems. I guess. I guess the question is, how long did they have Grogu? When did they get him? At some point in between bad batch i would mm-hmm. say because it seems like it's just started that that yeah. that group there it's sometime in between bad batch and mandalorian they acquire grogu mm-hmm. yeah you're right and i would almost and i would almost say i i almost think as i think they had grogu before palpatine is setting stuff up on Exegol because Palpatine is able to get force sensitive Snoke clones yes, or whatever. Because the Snoke that we know is born um, for ABY or prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, but for, okay, why would Pal- mm-hmm. But I guess the thing is, is that maybe, maybe not. Maybe they had multiple Jedi or something because. They could have had more. Why wouldn't wouldn't Palpatine have had Gro- needed Grogu on Exegol? Wouldn't you need that force sensitive material? So I don't think Grogu is involved with Snoke directly. No, right. Hear me out. Hear me out. Sort of just the cloning technology and everything that's going on. Yeah, because now I've just now you just have now that we now going back looking back at all this now we just ha- I I think we have to really almost the next episode we need to watch is actually season two episode four where they're in the lab. Mm-hmm. Especially because since that has come out, all of the stuff about Exegol in the comics has come out, and we've learned way when the Vader comics, we've learned way more about the cloning and everything they've been doing. Well, and here's something else too. Like, and I obviously think it's all connected. It is. It definitely is all connected. But now, so you said so acquiring Grogu happens. You're right around, but you know, Bad Batch. Sometime, sometime after. after that. Yeah. Sometime after the fi- finale of Bad Batch, and obviously sometime before Mandalorian. Yeah, but when do we lose Grogu? Because the Empire could lose him to, like I said, Akira, the Nikto. Someone gets him. That that could be after Return of the Jedi in the five years after. It seems. It almost see. It almost seems like the way Quill's talking now. He could have been gone for much longer than it seems, but it seems. Because those people could have been moving around, yeah, and maybe they just maybe they just went there to stay, and then this is where he's fine. They're all killed or whatever. But I would say, but minimally, seem like minimally, it seems like it just happened. Okay, yeah. So, so, and I, I, I was going back and forth on on what does Quill mean? Is he talking about like have they been coming here for a long time? Because Quill also seems like maybe he got there recently after the Empire, and he got he he bought his way right. out or worked his way out or whatever, but. Uh, so, somehow this group has got him. So when they when they acquired him is is probably important. I think they had Grogu all this time. Palpatine peeks in there, sees how they're using. They have some dead Jedi. They they have access to them. They might even have a half alive Mace Windu and put him back together and made him a new dark side something. We've talked about that being a possibility with Mount Tantus and the whole connection, but. They wanted him alive. Dr. Pershing very much was, like, alive. Like, he interjects in episode one. That's what he wants. 
because it seems to be more important. Like you can do more with the, with the live, um, you know, material or whatever. And if he's dead, they can't do that. And I think it has to do with midichlorians in the forest and being alive. I think you, for, for, for them to clone whatever's happening there, that individual needs to be, have life and have life energy and essence moving through them. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just okay. Think... Hold on, hold on. Let, let me read this real quick. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Darth Sidious had long sensed that Vader could turn his back to the light side of the Force and betray him. As a result, prior to his death, Sidious took precautions and had a clone of his original body created with modified Camino uh, and cloning technology at the Sith Citadel on Exegol. Um, There were three of these clones, and these are Snoke's, essentially. This is from like Vader comics. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so we're talking. So again, so Snoke is created before. So Snoke is created before, um, and I'll get to the point I'm going to try to make here. Snoke is created before Empire or Return of the Jedi because mm-hmm. Vader because he's predicting that this is going to happen. Yeah. So he's able to do all of this stuff. Again, I don't know that they had Grogu that long. I just don't think he would last because look at Jango Fett. They're work they're using Jango Fett to clone for how long? Like I think it's like how long are they cloned? I think they're there for like a handful of years before Attack of the Clones. Probably. Yeah, they it looks like they've been living there and they had to be on site. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so because they talk about like, well, all this cloning stuff and it was like Siphon DS. And I don't know the exact time, but I think it's like five or six. I think it could be almost up to 10 years. Um, well, yeah, because look at how old Boba Fett was. Look yeah. at all Boba Fett is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then and then we see in the Bad Batch, which is just a few years later, like three years later, right? The Clone Wars, mm-hmm. two to three yeah. years later. Um, yeah. That, well, it's not working more because you've run out of the genetic sample. Well, that's what they're talking about here. Is we hear Pershing say that almost the exact same thing is we, we need that we need the sample back, right? So Rogue. whatever, okay, that's making more sense, right? right. Because a, as you look at the experiments, if you're Moth Gideon or whoever, and you say, okay, this project was running and it was doing really well, now it's stopped or tabled. Why? And the doctors say, well, we lost the individual we were pulling right. from. So right. Because then, because then Moff Gideon says in the season, the season two finale, I got what I already wanted. So they extract more blood or whatever, whatever from, from, mm-hmm. from Grogu. Yeah. But that can only keep it running for how long? Three mm. years at best. As yeah. it seems, I mean, the, the technology is now, you know, 20, 30 years better, but mm-hmm. still. Yeah. I would say our timetable that we know of established in Star Wars is you have roughly three years before that genetic material is, is no longer really viable. Yeah. Well, and so then you get minim- it. So minimally, Grogu could be have been gone for three years, which would actually put us at just after Jakku. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So the other thing, too, which, is, is... Yeah, it, well, it's... Yeah, I mean... Because they still are, I don't know if they're going to tie some of this Grogu stuff into Palpatine. Like, is he, like he's, this is only five years after Return of the Jedi. So, you know, where where is Palpatine's development? Like, have they got those Snokes, right? They have those, they've created those. Yes. But Palpatine's also got his own body that's usable. 
I know. Whatever. It's all. It's, it's all stuff. still a mess. <laughs> I, that is all still kind of a mess for me. They're gonna have to answer some some questions in there. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess ultimately what I'm tying into though is Grogu himself could have multiple layers of importance, right? Like, seems like in some way he's connected to Anakin because they're born yeah. in the same year. So there, there's only that's like if you look at the Star Wars timeline and it's like whatever it is, two thirty two. BBY or whatever, yeah. or 32 BBY. 32. It's like the only two things that happen in that year are Anakin being born and Grogu being born. So yeah. There's something going on there. Um, but then also, I believe that all of this cloning technology and everything is going to play a part into all eventually sort of Palpatine and Snoke and, and all of these things um, that will sort of make some of the sequel stuff and make more sense but at the same time it seems like the remnants of the empire are moving possibly in multiple different directions where some people are saying hey we need to clone um and then the dark troopers phase three well we tried people it didn't work and now we're just using droids okay that's that's a really good point so look at what's happening prior to when thrawn is involved with the empire he's trying to push forward his tie defender project saying we need more funding and stuff for that emperor palpatine and tarkin they're all pushing the death star project right that's that's the big thing no one even knows where the death star is supposed to be and somehow thrawn like figures figures some of this stuff out and it's top 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 secret but everyone was pushing their own kind of agendas and we're probably back to that you're probably right like some people are saying hey let's push the cloning forward some are saying let's rebuild the fleet some are saying i i see that matt has had a premonition uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Let, let me. Let, we're almost at an hour on an episode that we were going to make twenty minutes. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Let, let, okay. Here's how you. Here's how you tie it all together. Okay. Here's here's how here's how you tie it all. <laughs> here's how you tie it. Here's how you all, tie it all together. I think this will be a good place to stop so we can leave it open for people want to respond okay. to this. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So you have remnants of the empire. Everybody's sort of split into different things. We have Moff Gideon. And we have all these other people. Um, and they're all sort of vying for power and building up their own things. We know that Grand Admiral Thrawn is about to step back on the stage, right? Yeah. Grand Admiral Thrawn has doing something with Ezra Bridger, uh, whether he's now captured him or they Ezra has escaped or Ezra's off doing his own thing, whatever. Ezra Bridger may have been the one to come back and he and Thrawn may be separated and Ezra may have been the one to save Grogu, which would be insane. But just keep that. That's that's something to consider, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. potent, potent, uh, pot- potentially um, yeah. Yeah. as well. And then maybe Kanan was the one that saved Grogu. But that's besides that's sort of besides the point. But let's say that because um, we actually had a comment about this on our YouTube channel talking about potentially a dark side Ezra Bridger in that Thrawn may may theoretically turn Ezra dark side so that if he could Thrawn has seen the power of the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe Thrawn is the one that would potentially turn Ezra Darkseid. So he, if he could control one, then he could use him as sort of as an ally to come back and take everything over. Well, what if Thrawn is is back currently because Ahsoka's looking for him? Doesn't mean he's still out in the unknown regions. He could have been back Absolutely. since post-Jakku. Since post-Jakku. Yeah and be building in the shadows okay mm-hmm. well what if thrawn is actually the one ultimately running the cloning experiments that we see including grogu trying to recreate 
his own Jedi or somebody that he can control to use as an asset to retake over. And I'll go even further here, tinfoil hat here, Beskar hat. Mm-hmm. What if Thrawn is trying to recreate the Jedi that he feels is the best Jedi? Because when he shows up to Palpatine, he's like almost enamored by the fact that he was once saved by Anakin Skywalker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's a there's there's a piece as in the sequels that has never been explained. This isn't even a story for another time because they never said it. But somehow, Darth Vader's mask ends up in the hands of Kylo Ren. So yes. somebody at some point goes and gets it. Yes. Yeah. And so what if what if what if what if it's somehow like Thrawn is the one that acquires it, and then he's trying to use DNA from Anakin, potentially mixed with DNA from Grogu, to create. By the force, Matt, what if <laughs> what if we've been looking at this wrong the whole time? So we've brought up like ideas about because for a second I thought you were going to go dark side Jedi Ezra Bridger, which is cool. That's still an uh, option that's right. still in play. And then uh, dark side Master Sabayoth, dark side right. Luuk, Grogu. Right. But you just brought up a controlled whatever you want to call him. Hayden Christensen, right? Let's Anakin. go, man. <laughs> like, I mean, you're saying it. You're you're beating around the bush here. We could have a Thrawn who has like in a Now hold on a second. Just, Hayden, Hayden was just confirmed to be in to be in the Ahsoka series. What if what if she actually has to fight a legit dark side? Like, yeah. <laughs> go ahead and say it. Everyone's saying Force Ghost, right? All these different maybe things. Maybe not. He could show up as a force ghost to her. Sure, fine. Maybe whatever. But, but he could come back. I mean, the mask. That's a great point. I know his his body was burned and all, and and you know all of that kind of stuff. What if some of his limbs were kept or something by Palpatine or, or even just there's some DNA material on his. his Somebody mask. gets loose hand and at some point and. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And also, the mask is still there. Right, it's they're still right. even though it was burned and Luke set him on fire. Somehow Kylo Ren does get that mask, so right. that would be freaking insane. I've never thought about an Anakin Skywalker what happens to, clone. What happens to An- what happens to Anakin's uh, hand? He loses in Attack of the Clones. Palpatine's got that bad boy. I'll tell you right now, this is possible. This I mean, is somebody goes possible. and collects Luke's hand out of outer space. I mean, I think somebody could go get Anakin's hand that was cut off and like. Was there someone? I mean, seriously, did they? Yeah, did now, they just leave I don't. It? Now the the limbs he loses on Mustafar, I think those are gone. Right, I think they, those, I think they burn those, up. They, yeah, but the hand he loses on, um, oh, a Geonosis, yep. I think that's up for grabs. I pretty daggone sure it is. It, it <laughs> like okay, there the plans for the Death Star are there. Geonosis is a big deal. Palpatine had Dooku there. It won't surprise me at all if when everyone has left and they're walking away, you know, Sidious, uh, you know, a year or six months later comes back and feels the presence, right, of I mean, Yoda how much more, and Anakin. I mean, how much and, more insane would it be if we get Hayden Christian, like, I'll clone ever an Anakin, an Anakin a, like, dark side Anakin clone, you know, not Darth Vader, but, like, a theoretical cloned dark side Anakin fighting fighting ahsoka and he's fighting for thrawn 
And see, that right. is an interesting connection because Thrawn in Legends but, had Master Sabaoth. But did that, didn't he? Right, yeah. Yeah, he had a Jedi who was working for him. Now, he didn't really control him, control him, but in a way, he, he kind of did. He, he, he brought him out of Wayland. Um, he used the Islamari to kind of make sure he had his himself protected. And then uh, Master Sabaoth had himself a dark side Luke. So I'm telling you, this this is all this is all possible. I can't believe we've never actually said the words or thought about a clone of Anakin Skywalker because that's why not kind of crazy. Star maybe Wars they is don't known go, for crazy stuff. Maybe so, they don't go down the Luke route and they go down an Anakin route. Right, that would be genius. I think. I mean, people are thinking we're crazy at this point, I but <laughs> I don't really care because that's that's actually just fascinating. But the clone. I mean, I mean, the fact of the matter though is that okay. Dave, since I mean, Dave Filoni has been really pushing this whole cloning business because we've seen it in Mandalorian seasons one and two and the Bad Batch, mm-hmm. and yes. it's clear and it's clearly going to be a part of it. And I and I'm a hundred percent convinced that we will see something to do with either Omega or something in Book of Boba Fett. There's no way you can't convince me that there isn't. Well, this is Star Wars, and one of the okay. All right, they they've always wanted to reward Star Wars fans for like just some of these deeper cuts and some some things like some fan service, right? The ultimate fan service is either this bringing in Hayden as the Force Ghost. This is awesome. Whether that the Ahsoka thing, that's really cool. Obi Wan is is all freaking great. But Mace Windu is still there. We've said this for years. Mace Windu is there. You could have him come in, and that could be some of that material that they were experimenting on. It's like okay, we've lost Grogu, but we have a dead Jedi Master. Let's can we resurrect him? Can we bring him back or or whatever, use some of his DNA to create a dark side version of him. That's still on the on the on the table. And you're right, Filoni is saying cloning is a big deal. We had a whole freaking episode four. Obi Wan Kenobi mentions the Clone Wars. Yes, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars. It's been there since 1977. The Clone Wars cloning is important to Star Wars, and why not have something this big and this epic in Ahsoka or? Mandalorian season three or four or whatever. I think you're on to something here. Yeah, I'm just looking, just trying to see if there was ever. So the only thing that's ever said is in the Star Wars Force Awakens visual dictionary, it just states that the helmet was scavenged from the funeral pyre. That's it. Yeah. And so the acolytes, I remember like like his saber and some other uh, red crystal, uh, red kyber crystals were taken by acolytes of the Sith or the, I forget what they're called, um, that subgroup, right? That the fanatics. Uh, who were opposite to the Church of the Force. You know, you had Laura Santeca was a part of that, and they were returning kyber crystals that had been taken. Uh, That group was going around with Sith relics and artifacts trying to worship them and the spirits and the essences that were attached to them as well, too. So maybe, maybe they were a part of getting some of that into the hands of Kylo Ren or Snoke or, or whoever, but... Somebody Zine went to the forest, forest moon. Is who, is who they, is they apparently just the one who does it. Okay. Do they say she's in, she's, she's like a, she's a cast person. She was in, um, you see her in Takadana. Okay. The spy, probably that Imperial spy, maybe. Yeah. Huh. And she got the helmet. Seems to be what it says. Bazine Natal is what everyone's talking about. Yeah, but where was the helmet before it got to Kylo Ren 30 years later? Now, that doesn't make sense. It's just, how old is she? I don't know. 
Oh, Matt, we're gonna have to do more. We're gonna have to do more research. The Visual Dictionary doesn't make. I mean, that doesn't even matter. They That's, just slapped the word "canon" on it, and then you know, and retcon it later. And canon does exactly. Canon is not even 100 percent accurate because look at what they did with Cobb Vanth. Yeah, yeah, they changed it. Yeah. So. Awesome. All right. Well, guys, I think that's a great place to stop. Otherwise, we'll just keep going on and on and on and on. And that was only episode one. So when we watch episode two, we're going to be talking for like another hour, even though it was only supposed to be like a 20 minute thing, because it's just what as I do when it comes to Star Wars is we could literally we could literally. I mean, guys, maybe someday, you know, when we can figure out how to really blow the YouTube channel up and Patreon and get it funded. I mean, we could do a Star Wars like three hour show. Every, live every, stream on YouTube every single day. Every day. Every, every day. I mean, every day. Yeah. So if you want that, support and, us. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> Listen to the I extended mean, would, editions. And I mean, it, it is coming. I mean, I don't know how many years away years away it is for us, but we will get there. I mean, it might be, yeah. a, it might be five, five years from now or so, but don't worry. It, it, it will happen at some point. Yes, sir. It will. I can't, I cannot wait, actually. Premonitions. Premonitions. So, all right, that was good, man. That was some good stuff. I can't wait to see what people think about the Hayden stuff and, you know, just your thoughts on, on um, season one, Let episode us know what, one. Yeah, yeah. going back and rewatching The Mandalorian. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts going into Book of Boba and where's all this all going to go? And, like, just going back and rewatching it and thinking, like, going back with the context now of season two and potentially, and the fact that we know that we're getting a Boba Fett thing and an Ahsoka thing. And how's it? Oh, I mean, now we have to watch season one and think Thrawn the entire time. Uh, yeah, I, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. It's a great seat to be in right now to think about all that. So we'll continue doing it. Send those transmissions in to hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. Leave, just, leave us a comment over on YouTube. Be sure to be subscribed to everything. We'll follow up with an extended edition uh, as as well to these because we're just having, we're having too much fun here. So with that, friends, remember that this is the way. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.